Hercule Poirot. I found something. I am the smartest person I ever met, and I can't figure it out, so I came to the second. You are up to something, my friend. I've seen a million of these so-called psychics, each one a fake. I do not believe in psychics. Come with me to a seance. Spot the con, I can't. Detective, you are here to discredit me, but I can talk to the dead. Something in this house tried to kill me. No one shall leave until I find if the living have been killed by the dead. A retired, world-famous detective is summoned to a Halloween party on the Venice Canal to witness a seance. Once the party ends, the seance begins. A massive thunderstorm keeps the remaining guests sheltered in place to solve a fresh murder. Hey everyone, welcome back to Clubhouse Movies Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Rubalcaba, joined once again by Mr. Abel Panetta. Today we'll be reviewing A Haunting in Venice, directed by Kenneth Brangaw. Sacre bleu! Yeah. <laughs> Every murderer is somebody's old friend. Um, I like I liked this movie, and I think I'm going to start off by saying uh, this movie probably had some of the best cinematography, some of the best cinematography I've seen in a while. And you know what's crazy is that's the reason I saw it, man. You, if there's one thing you know I'm a sucker for is good cinema, and you just would not stop harping on it. And I was like, you know what, man. I'll give this one a shot. Yeah. And it was <laughs> not like I had a choice. <laughs> I, I kind of want to see it because of the trailers and uh, yeah. it kind of, kind of came during the writer strike. So there wasn't like a whole lot of great stuff out. Yeah. And the whole 2023 movie sphere hasn't been great. Um, yeah. And uh, when I saw this, I'm like, oh, good. It's a non uh, universe movie or it's a non franchise movie that I was thinking and and I saw it yeah. and I really liked it. I liked all the characters. I loved the way it was filmed and I it was just a, a very good romp. Until I saw the credits at the very end. Did you catch the credit? This is based on a Halloween party by Agatha Christie. No, I did not. So, so you know, and kind of like right... You were smart, man. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to... I'm going to... I've been bamboozled before like this, but only once yeah. before. And I'll tell you what happened. A long time ago, I saw a movie. Yeah, or yeah. I saw a trailer to a movie, I should say, called Army yeah. of Darkness. And, hey. <laughs> yeah. You guys know that one? Yeah. And I saw Army of Darkness. I thought it was great. Yeah. And, you know, it's probably one of my all-time favorite movies. And then before the internet, 10... I'm going to say maybe, you know, somewhere between eight to ten years later I found out that it's actually part three in a three role you know Evil Dead 1 Evil Dead 2 that and was weird Army of yeah. Darkness this movie is part three in a three quote wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute How is it a threequel? Like watching this movie, I'm like, yeah, I feel like there's some disconnect. Like I knew, I feel like I should know more about these. these well, the thing you know, about characters. it is, Kenneth Branagh directed this, and he played uh, Hercule Poirot. You know, uh, and I. Oh, he directed it. He directed it, right? See, I didn't look into it at all. I was like, I was just so enamored by it that I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to ruin this for myself. And, and I'm going to watch it once. And uh, and I think I was just so kind of like you know like the glass onion, right? You don't know who Daniel mm -hmm. Craig is. You don't know. Who uh, is Benoit Blanc? You know, it just Benoit. kind of. Ben, yeah. But 
I believe that this movie, or let's say the the Knives Out franchise, is probably an ape or a play or copy of these Agatha Crispie stories. <laughs> and I say Crispy, yeah, Crispy. Agatha Crispie. Okay, in House of Thousand Corpses, there was a- Listen, I, I had some chicken earlier this week. Yeah. It was great. Now I want more. In House of Thousand Corpses, the cereal they're eating is called yeah. Agatha Crispies. Agatha Crispies. <laughs> and, and, and anyway, uh, so I get them confused. Okay, so so you're going to recognize maybe these two names. Are you ready? And I think I know why uh, I don't. I didn't see them. Because I heard they were good when they came out. But the first one was Murder on the Orient Express starring Johnny Depp. Wait a minute. Really? So that means we're going to have to watch these. Yeah, also starring Kenneth Branagh as Hercule Poirot, yeah. directed by yes. Hercule Poirot. And the second one was uh, Death on the Nile starring Gal Gadot. Dude, here's the thing. Both of those movies bombed in theaters. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I don't think they bombed in theaters uh, necessarily. I just think that they were such low. Like this movie was kind of low on the radar, but it was advertised as like a horror movie along with all the other horror yeah. movies. So like it, it was kind of on my radar when I saw like Saw X, you know? Yeah. And I, you know what? I think that's what this, what saved this one. It's, it's like a, what was it? Like, it's like, I feel like the Orient Express and the whatever on the Nile. Death those, on the Nile. Death on the Nile. I, I feel like those were definitely... They felt like Netflix movies, and I didn't know what to make of them. So I, I honestly, I didn't give them a chance. So yeah, I'm like, you I, know what? I think that I that, am going to skip these. That was part of it too. They felt like they felt kind of like Netflix movies. Just looking at, them, but they also looked like they were heavy on the CG, especially I think yeah, Murder on the Orient Express. It looks super stylized, and yeah, uh, that, and I can't, I can't get behind stuff like that, man. It feels, it just feels weird. It's just like you know what, and. And the funny thing is you mentioned that, but you're watching this movie and like, I, mean, I don't know if you remember the text. I said, this movie is so like the cinema is so effortless. <sighs> okay. So I think that will really sold this one, especially in the first, like the prologue was it's yeah. Venice setting. Like you, you know, it's like you could practically feel the the cobblestone walls and the water and it, just looking at the, uh, uh, just, just looking at this video and, you know, the, the big wide shots of just him sitting, like having tea on the rooftop. Yeah. With <laughs> his know? little crumpets. Yeah. He's lose good. air of coffee. Uh, whereas <laughs> I think I just saw C CG garbage on the, uh, <laughs> for for the trailers of Death of the Nile and Murder on the Orient Express, but they were all directed yeah. by Kenneth Branagh on star, you know, mostly starring him. But I also was thinking like maybe I just don't like Gal Gadot that much, and when I see her like starring in a role, I'm like, okay, like I don't need yeah, to see like, this. Oh God, Red Notice or Red whatever the heck, <laughs> uh, Red Notice. Yeah, and then the other one was uh, starring Johnny Depp, or at least Johnny Depp was on, uh, first on the thing with a uh, Kenneth Branagh in the, in the background. Yeah. Uh, but That's yeah, so weird. This is a three, this is the three cool. Wow. And you know what? They're both, they're both featured. So if you go onto IMDB and you go, you know, where at the bottom, it says more like this. If you look up, um, a hunting in Venice, it shows murder on the Orient Express and death on the Nile right yeah. there. Yeah. So, so I am going to, I am going to watch them. I haven't had a chance to watch them because I, you know, I want to review this one yeah. first and I want to go on cold unless we were going to do a, uh, Christie verse uh, vi film, but I wasn't quite ready for that. Uh, yeah. So we'll put this one on its own merits. And I think the only thing I can really compare it to at this moment that we saw uh, kind of recently was glass onion to which I don't think yeah. I, I, I think for the reasons why I didn't want to see death on the now and murder of the Orient express is because they just look too cliche whodunit uh, super stylized mansion murder kind of things. And I yeah. think 
even though glass onion took place in a mansion the mansion looked like crap it was like all glass and like weird and yeah you know he tried to make it a big glass onion or whatever i guess but this one took place in a plaza during the storm in a in the dark and yeah, it was after, creepy. What is it? Post World War II in the rain? In like, the rain and come on. The building on Halloween had its, was its own character. Yeah. Yeah. On Halloween. Yeah, not, like, I'm disappointed we didn't do this on Halloween. You know, I didn't expect this to be as good as it was. Or, you know, like it it really was or is an enticing movie. I mean, really, just watch it. And enjoy it. And it's a good Halloween movie uh, for that reason. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just like the the plague doctors on the gondolas on the, Dude, on the Venice Canal. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that, that was pretty. So plague awesome. doctors are creepy as is. Like they're the, they're, they're these you know, grim weeper figures with the beak masks and the, the eyes. Yeah. And I don't know how the, well, I mean, yeah. But no, I was gonna say, you know why they wore the beak masks? Yeah, right? because it was filled with like yeah. herbs and spices that they thought they would keep away the plague. Yeah, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's funny now is the plague mask, uh, beak mask is also seen in like eyes wide shut, like orgy scenes now. So, oh no! <laughs> so somehow they they're also associated with fertility, uh, for oh, for probably beaky reasons. Um, so weird. So uh, just kind of getting into the, some of the plot here. Uh, yeah. And I, just, I think I was going, I was going to say, I like this a lot better than I like Glass Onion. It was just, uh, mm-hmm. just a heck of a lot more fun. But getting into the plot, uh, Kenneth Branagh is Hercule Perrault. And, you know, he's got his uh, handlebar twisty mustache uh, looking snooty in French. And, you yeah. know, I think that this guy uh, sells it a little more than Daniel Craig as uh as his benoit uh, blanc yeah yeah i think so too i th- you know what's funny is benoit benoit blanc was it felt he felt too extra it, it's like daniel craig you know and now me living in the south um you, you don't hear someone speak you don't hear someone speak like that too much you know i'm like listen here savannah georgia it's not right, man. Speaking of the South, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you really have much experience with Kenneth Branagh. I think he was in a couple of Harry Potter movies, but uh, he also played Doctor Alice Loveless in the Wild yes. Wild West movie starring Will Smith. I do remember he was the I Spider do. King who who had he no legs. <laughs> he was all guts, no glory. <laughs> <laughs> I just liked Will Smith toasting the guy because he had no legs. <laughs> oh, the roast. That was the best. <laughs> yeah. Way to roast a handicapped guy, but it's okay. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> He's like, keep your feet out my mouth. <laughs> yeah. um, so he is retired and there's always a line yeah. of people outside his outside his home on the on the yeah. Venice Canal uh, looking for him to solve mysteries and he always ignores them uh, until mm-hmm. one day uh well, Tina we forgot to mention when he when he walks out every time he gets chased by somebody he has a very uh a surly character that is his bodyguard yeah that just chucks people right into rivers and and much like the uh, canal. much like uh typical whodunits and i do like this movie because kenneth Branagh does at some point hercule perot does say it is my job to discover who done it <laughs> like yeah, when he said it, I was like, "Oh, oh there's a thing." Yeah, he, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Leo, he like pointing at the camera yeah. there. Uh, yeah, outside with the subtitles on uh, when I saw the, the the next couple of times because I saw it in theaters, then I saw it at home a bunch of times. But the actual subtitle, I just yeah. said, "Who done it?" 
Uh, but there's a lot of characters in here, so I'll just kind of say who they are, you know, as they're in relation to the to the plot and maybe who their actors are uh, because there's so much going on here. But yeah, his surly bodyguard is always uh, taking care of him, pushing people into the canal, and generally, uh, you know, he, he's a Benicio del Toro looking guy. Yes. Uh, uh, who's a former cop that we'll learn. Um, but uh, he's eating, uh, Hercule Poirot is eating by himself his, his tea and crumpets, or maybe his coffee, I don't know, uh, at the top of his home when uh, Tina Fey shows up, gives the bodyguard an apple and says, this is the way to get to uh, talk to this detective. So uh, have you have you seen Only Murders in the Building? No, I have not. I feel like Tina Fey plays the exact same character in that show than she does to this, where where she's a uh, a, uh, a true crime podcaster. So here she is an author oh, of, of true crime. I've, I've heard of this. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and she plays, you know, very uh, very ostentatious. Uh, she's always talking like this. You know, where you know, she's got a yeah. thing in her step. Like, you know, I'm, from, I'm from the forties, kid. Talk, you wouldn't get it. Talks in that cadence. You know, the kids came back. Yeah. They came back from from a thing, and they brought Halloween with them. She's it's got all good. Jazz hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's telling uh, Perot, who is a detective and solves yeah. apparently two <laughs> death on the Nile and the, the murder on the Orange Express at some point in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. Says, "I got a, uh, I got a mission for you, or I got a case for you." And it's a seance, and I want you to witness this seance because it's the real deal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it happens on Halloween, and somehow he's a- she's able to convince him to go to this Halloween party on this. Uh, they call it Palazzo, so I, I, I'm just assuming it's palace on. Uh, you know what they say? How they say palace in Italian or over or the yeah, water or whatever? The Palazzo, Palazzo, the Palazzo. And I remember watching Hannibal. It's the Palazzo Vecchio, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of remind me a lot of that too. Yeah, um, yeah. That's when you see the plague doctors. It does play uh, take uh, take place on Halloween and all the all the creepy ceramic masks everywhere. Uh, so it takes place at this palazzo where there is a children's Halloween party first, and they talk about that this place is haunted because during the blitz or some sort of bombing, uh, this oh, yeah, was yeah yeah and all the sick kids the children's there. vendetta 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 uh, these are vendetta, vendetta the children's vendetta. Uh, uh, during the I remember the 5th of November <laughs> yeah that was like the other day too um, yeah. <laughs> uh, during the blitz the doctors and nurses and all the caregivers fled the uh, the children to die in the basement during the blitz yeah. so they will forever haunt the vendetta as long as you're not a doctor or a nurse uh, you, you will, will live you will live you will survive the night not any of you are doctors and nurses by the way I like the uh, the shadow puppetry in this scene where they, yeah. where they, uh, did the, that prologue. was very creepy, man. Yeah. That was, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Plagues make people afraid and fear makes people do terrible things. I also like this touch where they, they did the shadow puppetry and they did it on like a projector screen and there was like a sheet and then it turned into a ghost. Oh yeah. It turned into a ghost. That was those practical effects which reminds me we should do Dracula uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula directed by Francis Ford Coppola maybe for Halloween mm-hmm. next year I think I think you might get a kick out of it but anyway I'm uh, down. yeah uh, so they that happens and we kind of learn more about the background of everyone living at this place so mm-hmm. there's the mom right uh, her daughter killed herself threw herself over the uh, 
the balcony and into the water and drowned in the water. And then that's who they're trying to contact in the seance. Then there's the doctor mm -hmm. who looks uh, kind of like Henry Cavill. So maybe I'll... Yeah, I thought it was Henry Cavill. I know, me too. <laughs> not, we'll call him not Henry Cavill. Uh, his, his his weird son, who's also not a Christmas story kid. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I totally uh, agree. Uh, and uh, the, what do you call it? The nanny, who's apparently also a terrible nanny. Uh, and I think that's all the main characters besides uh, Hercule, the detective. Yeah. And Tina Fey is there, the author. Yes. And the butler, uh, not the butler, the, the, the bodyguard is there. Right. Yeah. The bodyguard. And I think these are the main players. Oh, and then since they're having a seance, uh, we're trying to contact the yeah. mom's uh, dead daughter. The former fiance shows up. I think he's 50 shades oh, right. of gray guy. And he was mysteriously I I invited. Yeah. Uh, even though he just wanted the money, but it turns out he, maybe he really loved her too. He was the chef. Yeah. He was the chef and he wanted her to buy her many, um, many restaurants, but apparently the money went yeah. somewhere and they don't know where, uh, that's, that's part of the mystery of this thing. Um, but anyway, Michelle, Yeoh is the, the psychic or the medium, like she likes to say, uh, she's a, medium. she's a medium and, uh, there's also a cockatoo in the, uh, the room. And by oh, the way, yeah, I forget about the cockatoo. Yeah. The movie starts like, like I say in Venice and it's all bright and cheery. And then for the rest of the movie, for the bulk of movie, it's super dark super claustrophobic and super creepy. Um, and I think oh, it yeah. really sells it because, okay, so then there's also like the motif of the, the plate kind of like hanging halfway off the table. That's how you know, like, Oh yeah. That's how you know the ghost was there in, in, in a few scenes. Uh, so they do the seance and then uh, Michelle Yeoh is like spinning around and things are opening back and forth. And then Hercule Perot being the illustrious detective that he is like goes over to the, uh, the fireplace and like opens it up and uh, you know it's, it's <laughs> the fake shit. He's like, I saw a foot there. I knew yeah. somebody was in this the imposter. <laughs> Did someone hurt you? Yes. No. Poirot, let her finish. No. First, let us meet a secret confederate in the chimney. I noticed that they, they opened the thing. And it, he's got the thing and he opens the thing. <laughs> it is a phony. It is a fraud. Like I knew I was an engineer. <laughs> I knew this radio thing you had. Yes. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, because she had a, a typewriter and it was, it was dialing in for murder multiple times. You made a mother believe her daughter's soul is in torment. This is not generous, not gentle, not humble. I felt pain. I saw a murder. Did you see who? killed Alicia Drake. It was not revealed. Maybe tomorrow. A lucrative convenience. Why is this? Terrors for children, Miss Reynolds. Murder. Yeah. Murder. You're the murderer. She's saying, you're the murderer. Talking in tongues and all that kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. Uh, and then, you know, there are some more genuine creepy things that might have happened that you may think that maybe Michelle Yeoh wasn't quite, you know, this, but, you know, there were definitely two engineers who were staging the craziness. There was the guy in the yeah. chimney, we call him Chimney Guy, and not Scarlett Johansson. Uh, <laughs> Not Scarlett Johansson. That's pretty funny. You know what I'm saying, though, right? They, they were yeah. their brother and sister. Yeah, uh, their brother and sister, and they wanted to go to America because America is great, right? They're these like <laughs> Romani accents. America, America is where you want to be. Um, want to go to Missouri? Yeah. You're like, oh God, no. Uh, so Michelle Yeoh, the medium, uh, ends up convincing uh, Hercule Poirot to uh, to go bobbing for apples because the, all the party stuff is still there, even though all the kids have gone.
and he yeah, puts, she puts on, a mask on him and puts a whole cape on him too. Yeah, like, the, dude, the, what? The, the she puts it like a mask on and the Green Weeper like it was like a sad crying mask. It was her mask from earlier. Yeah, and the Grim Weeper costume that she came in on, and then as he's bobbing for apples by himself, uh, he gets pushed in the water and almost drowned. Right? Yeah. And then he his, actually, yeah, we he passes out. Yeah, he so, passes yeah. out. So he's, he's he almost drowns. Right? Yeah. And uh, his bodyguard comes and saves him. Not Benicio del Toro uh, comes and saves him. And uh, just as he's kind of like getting his wind back, uh, you yeah. hear a scream, and Michelle Yeoh has been pushed off a balcony right and she is impaled by a statue yeah impaled by a statue <laughs> and then uh since there's a doctor who's not henry cavill you know he does the autopsy yeah. and then they say the time of death was midnight but but you know hercule perot being the illustrious detective yeah. he is you did not you, you did not see yeah. the time of death apparently the the watch was broken the minute uh it hit the uh the statue. The statue. So there is a. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 I was like, how convenient. Yeah. Croissant, croissant, croissant. <laughs> so it was, uh, you know, 15. I forget, I forget the time, but it was just a different yeah. time than everyone said it happened. So there is a yeah. different story there. Um, and then during this, I, 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 I can't quite remember where it happened, but I know that Tina Fey made tea for Hercule Perot. Right, because that was oh, part. Yeah, that was part. Of the, mm-hmm. That was part of the story where where she goes. All the cupboards are bare, but I found this tea in the in you know the linen closet for some reason. I found the honey in the randomest place. Yes, yeah, with her illustrious in the linen cupboard. Uh, Old timey, uh, twiny voice. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then I think the nanny was like, "Oh yes, I forget where things go sometimes." Yeah, so busy. <laughs> Every, everyone has a <laughs> every, terrible these accents. Everyone has an angle in this, yeah. But you know, it sounds it sounds corny, but I like it. I like it because it's so over yeah. the top, right? It is. It is. It really is. Um, now, when this happens, uh, for whatever reason, uh, Hercule Perot, even though he's a staunch uh, detective who doesn't believe in ghosts, begins to see ghosts. He sees the little girl. Yeah. Uh, he sees the ghost of the the the. She presumably she was like twenty year old, or and she, she yeah. killed herself. But we see her as a little girl running around uh, the place and and trying to solve her own murder. But she doesn't talk. But like she, you just see her like nodding, yeah. being spooky. But the but the not not Christmas uh, <laughs> not Christmas story kid. He can yeah. see the ghost for sure. Like we for some reason. Yeah he is able to channel what uh, Perot is seeing. So there is some psychic ghost spooky stuff going on here too. Yep. Ah, uh, and then, you know, trying to figure out how to how to zoom th- through all these clues. Yeah, in, so in many. stories oh because God. because the mom she was talking about like the the honey. She, she was growing the honey in the garden, and the honey in the yeah. garden's great. And they kept on saying, "Where's the I honey? Got these go? wild plants. These these plants just for a drop of honey. So we could have spent uh, you know a dollar for all just uh, you know a lot a lot of stuff yeah. with the honey. Uh, a lot of uh spooky noises from below. Turns out it was a gondola hitting the side since there's a storm outside. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they they say call the police. Hercule Perot is on the case. You know all yeah. that stuff because they can't come because of the storm. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, they find the bodies of the dead kids. By the way, at the bottom of the basement. Yeah, so, that was crazy. And when then also that I was like, oh, oh yeah. No. And the bees. 
<laughs> oh yeah there's a beehive down there and another beehive apparently uh oh yeah oh yeah One that was not expected. Ah. yeah and since uh you know since uh you know they're all suspects at this point right yeah. everyone we said and then um the uh the chef the, the former fiance who had the most to to lose uh you know he makes uh tea and he puts the honey in his tea this doesn't taste like wildflower honey tea to me yeah <laughs> You know, this tastes like crack. <laughs> yes, <laughs> tastes like crap is more like it. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, meanwhile, not Henry Cavill, the doctor is having some PTSD <laughs> moments. Yeah, sorry, really. So they lock him in a room. Yeah, I know, right? They lock him in a room where there's no entrance yeah. and exits, and mm-hmm. um, they just want him to chill out. I remember thinking, like, yeah. he's gonna die in that room. <laughs> Yeah, dude is like out of his mind PTSD. It's yeah. like this guy should not be left alone right? at all. Yeah. So so suddenly he dies. He's impaled on a statue's uh sword. Yeah. Uh and he gets stabbed in the heart. So that's two deaths now that need to be solved. Uh with time running out. Yes. So Damn. I know, right? He interviews everybody and then yeah. he discovers uh per- Perot discovers that his bodyguard of all people was in on it. Not the way we think it was. He was the cop who was called to investigate the death of the suicide of the girl. So yeah. he knew his way around the place. And listen, I know we're going through this pretty quickly. We could take forever to explain this, but you really have to watch these things unfold because as we're describing these things, Perot is saying these things but there are scenes that are happening as he's describing this so you're like really in it yeah and at this point in the movie you're really invested in it so it's, it, it's pretty fantastic and i saw it in theaters and i saw it twice uh at home uh before this yeah and uh you notice like things because he he has been drugged right yes by by now maybe we've discovered that the honey is actually a drug right it's a yeah. hallucinogenic hallucinic hallucinogenic hallucinogenic drug and there's a scene yeah. where he's like looking at a piece of paper and then all all of a sudden all the letters start disappearing on the paper and it spells out apple. he starts to only yeah <laughs> he's like red rum the what? apple okay the apple <laughs> like at the beginning of the thing so he yeah. found out that his bodyguard tina fey and uh michelle yo the seance lady were all in cahoots to tell a story yeah. when his his uh his hallucinogenic stupor Gave him intuition be- yeah, beyond yeah. his normal recognition. Gave him superpowers of the of, of the of the greatest. He's like, I have an ultra hunch. He even said it too. My <laughs> my, my my perception has been altered to form uh, puzzles to solve puzzles. I did not even realize we were there. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so so he figured Listen, out. I'm part French. I can say this stuff. I didn't it's know okay. That. <laughs> I guess we're all part French when you really think about it. Because <laughs> we are croissant, croissant, croissant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, croissant caviar is gargo. <laughs> oh, such good stuff. Such good stuff. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that that's that's cahoots number one, and then yeah. uh, cahoots number two uh, was that they were being the mom was being blackmailed, and we were, he tried to figure Ooh. out who it was, and he thought it was not Henry Cavill, and that's why he killed himself. Yeah. And it turns out it was actually the kid. Not, you know, he's he's apparently oh. really smart, so it's not Christmas Carol kid yeah. who did it. So the kid's name is uh, Leopold Ferrier. <laughs> <laughs> you can see, yeah, he dresses like you know, really like, really nice. In a, in a he looks like he's tie. about to go race horses. That's yeah. what he looks like <laughs> and play like croquet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, polo. Yeah, polo. 
He's about to go, uh, I don't know, hunt like fox hunting or something on a horse. Something. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so he was the one blackmailing the mom because he knew what really happened. And what, what really happened by now is, uh, yeah. the honey was poisoned. And since her daughter was going to go marry the chef, she, the mom yeah. got really depressed. So when they broke up, she moved back in. So she was poisoning her. The mom was poisoning her own yeah. daughter with just so she could have her own baby back, which yeah. is so backwards. I know, right? Is that is that Munchausen by proxy thing going on there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, since the since, since this poison is so uh, potent, even the the smallest amount will will kill a man. So you need just a little yeah. bit. So your so, transitions, by the way, from non accent to accent. Flawless. I don't know. Man. My brain. Just I am so butt. tired. My brain. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I gotta go back and Listen, watch. Listen, man, you're telling me you're three hours back in time over here. Yeah, I, I, I sometimes I'm. <laughs> it might back, as well be tomorrow over I'm, here. I'm back editing these things. I'm just, yeah, I'm just chewing on my tongue for for 30 minutes straight, and I got to fast forward all that. Oh man, this two hour review turned into 38 minutes because <laughs> apparently I had a seizure halfway through it. <laughs> Uh, oh man! Yeah, here's it. Ah! <laughs> um, so yes. so what happened was the lousy nanny said to the mom, "It's okay. I'll take care of her for a while. I'll take care of your daughter for a while. You get some sleep." Yeah. So so the daughter was having a fit in bed, you know, just like yeah. having a, a a psychotic fit or a seizure. Or yeah, she was literally having a psychotic break. A psychotic break. So. So, so the nanny, she did what, what all she could do, which all she could think of was give her more tea flavored more by the warm tea to, yeah. to save her, to, to save, to, to make her fall asleep longer. Honey sweetened by poisoned honey. No, tea sweetened by poisoned honey. <laughs> and they, have it in black, they have it in black and white too with the thunder. <laughs> they do. And those cutscenes were awesome, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and then, no, I wouldn't kill my own daughter. And uh, and then the mom like goes up to like the balcony where she died, and then we see the ghost of the daughter standing behind. Well, uh, well, that's the thing we forgot to mention. So, what happens with this vengeance of the children is anyone who gets killed by them typically is marked by them before they die. Oh or yeah, as they died. Yeah, so they get like a scratch to the back, you know, like five finger death or something, whatever. Like a Freddy Krueger well, slash. The, yeah, that's what it is. They get the Freddy Krueger slash. Nice nod, by the way. Yeah. Um. And what happens is the mom comes into the room, finds out. She's like, oh, no, my daughter, she was dead. So she ta- she she literally picks up her dead daughter, takes her to the to the balcony, gets a freaking garden rake, those little tiny trowels. Oh, yeah, yeah. And slashes her own daughter's back and then chucks her right off of the freaking balcony in from the palazzo into the canal. And yeah. Like, everyone was like a gasp. Yeah. So. Because uh, uh, Michelle Yeoh uh, was a nurse during the war, so she mm-hmm. she would have fallen victim to the vendetta. Yeah. Uh, and uh, not Henry Cavill was a doctor, so he would yeah. have definitely fallen a curse to the vendetta. 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 Cannolis. Napoli. We see Napoleon too. <laughs> anyway, directed by Ridley yeah. Scott. Anyway, uh, so. Uh, <laughs> No need. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so the, the mom ends up on the balcony. It wasn't me. You guys are all crazy. This and that. And uh, that's why the 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 the, the not uh, Christmas story kid was blackmailing her to pay for uh, the, the 
the dad uh, and him. Yeah. Uh, the dad didn't know, but he killed himself because the mom knew that someone was blackmailing somebody and they were going to go to jail unless he kills himself. And that's, yeah. that, that's how that happened. He was so delirious. He went ahead and killed himself anyway. One thing was uh, the kid was using the money to pay his dad's debts. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Cause he had been hurt in war. So the kid was using the funds for like the most like proper purpose and proper reason. And you know, his, his he was paying still, his debts and he was saving the, whatever he didn't He's like, I yeah, saved most of it. This I kid was out there just spending money. He was, he was like, he knew his dad had been hurt in war and was mentally unfit and was like still taking care of his dad. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. So, so he wasn't a bad guy, but he was, uh, he was extorting guy, yeah, yeah. He, extorting a murderer let's put it that way um so take that m night what a twist <laughs> I, you know i didn't even like think about the m night twist murder mystery thing until like you just said it like why really? why Dude, they, the moment it happened i was like oh i gotta plug this one yeah i, I can see why they keep on green lighting kenneth brangos agatha crispy verse movies yeah <laughs> agatha, Chris, <laughs> agatha christie verse because <laughs> they're because, better yeah because they're better he, he probably snaps a pencil every time he reads about uh <laughs> a knock at the cabin breaking 400 billion dollars at the box office He's like why <laughs> my movie has cinematography <laughs> he's like i do nothing <laughs> i know he has uh, uh, M. Night Shyamalan has uh, uh, Dave Bautista wearing a suit and tie <laughs> with his massive neck, Grand Canyon neck fold or head fold on the top. Yeah, of his he's head. he's somehow unbelievably like the nicest, softest guy. You're like, all right, whatever, dude. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I M. Night's one of those pre- people who I honestly think uh, made a deal with the devil. There's really no way he had to, it. dude. There's no way. Uh, cause I don't know, none of, especially that last one, the, uh, the Island or whatever it was, uh, was that it was old, old. I think it was, old. I think it was knock at the cabin door. They came out after that one. So yeah. Had the green light for one after that phenomenal failure. <sighs> They're phenomenal failure. The, you know, if I'm going to do a bio an unauthorized biopic of M. Night Shyamalan, it would be phenomenal failure and it will have, <laughs> it will have the last airbender guy like that. <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. But it'd be M Night with the with the, oh, with the, just, with the not even his, not even photoshopped correctly. Just like a bare, very bad photoshop of his head on there. I know, right? Uh, all my penny photoshops. I'll have to like dumb it down a little bit more for that one. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so the mom gets pushed over the balcony in the thunderstorm with the ghost like behind her, and then the ghost pulling her down into the yeah, water. Now into the depths. I, I don't know if this was an homage or if anyone even remembers this, but it, did you ever see what lies beneath a long time Dude, ago? Dude, I haven't seen that early ever. That one, yeah. had a, that one had an M night Shyamalan pretty good. Twist. Spoiler, I don't know if anyone remembers it, but that was with uh, Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer and they were a married couple and they, and uh, Harrison Ford was the killer in that one. And he killed oh, his. Oh yeah! He killed his lover, right? Because he didn't want her like coming out. And uh, at the very end, the very last shot was like kind of a similar shot to this, with the lover in the water pulling Harrison Ford into the into the into, yes, into what dude. Lies okay. The depth. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was good. That was good. I'll yeah. tell you what, though. See what lies beneath, because there's a scene in that movie where Michelle Pfeiffer is uh, paralyzed for some reason or another. And, uh, I, you know, seeing that I saw it in theaters, your heart kind of stops yeah. for a minute in that scene because she's in so much danger, but I won't want to spoil that. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll have to watch it. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I, I think I saw it again later on on DVD after I saw it in theaters. Yeah. And it's one of those movies that didn't quite hold up. I think maybe because once, once the uh, once the cat is out of the bag with the mystery, it's hard to actually. You know, I did see. Yeah. So I saw Haunting in Venice multiple times already, and you know, I liked it each time. And I think the cinematography really saves that. Really makes That's you want to pick up man. more. That's what happens. Yeah, it, good it, movies are good made movie, good. Good filmmaking, good filmmaking, and good acting. Uh, just all yeah. around, really good. Uh, so, so the epilogue is it's it's morning, day after uh, day after Halloween, and uh, the uh, the not Scarlett Johansson and her brother are going to yeah. go with the nurse, not the nurse, with the nanny, and uh, not Christmas Story Kid, and they're all going to go yeah. to America and start a new life. Especially since not Christmas Story Kid has all this extra money. And needs a family to take care of him, so they are all going to band together. And they yeah. took the, and they took the cockatoo with them. I, I when I saw it in theaters, I thought, "What oh, about the cockatoo?" But they, they had him in the boat when they were going down. Like, oh, thank boat. God! Yeah, I was. I was worried the about the bird cockatoo. is saved. Hey, that's good filmmaking when you wrap everything up. By the way, yeah, uh, it was it was tight. And then uh, it, it ends with uh, you know like the the bodyguard and and Tina Fey like, "Oh, sorry, we did it." And he's like, oh, "It's okay." And then uh, and then he goes. Uh, Hercule Perot, after solving the case once again, uh, admitting he was he was poisoned, but uh, he was able to still solve the case. And the, the the weird little kid was like, "Did you see the ghosts? Were they real ghosts?" He's like, "I do not know. Maybe, you know." Yeah. He, oh, 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 oh. The he, mystery lives on. So he goes back to his uh his home at the top of the uh, of the uh, some other palace in Venice. Palazzo. Yeah. Palazzo, and uh, the guy who's been hounding him to solve his mystery, he goes up to me, goes. I bet it's your brother. Your brother wants the life insurance policy that's put on you and all your, your other family. Your, your doctor. It's his doctor. It's your doctor. Something like that. Doctor killed all his family. Doctor, yeah. Doctor killed all his family. He did it. Dr. Kevorkian. You might did want you to watch your back until this happens. And then it ends with him, them talking at the top of the, uh, yeah, at the, the top on, on the roof with a beautiful uh, drone and a slash helicopter shot all around Venice, ah, which sells the movie nice. one more time. That's when it says based on a, Halloween party by Agatha Christie. Uh, so yeah, yeah, good movie. Dude, it was great, man. I'm glad you were able to run through it because I'm like, man, if I had been able to speak more, I'd be like, we'd still be in the first act. <laughs> it's <laughs> there's a- so much that happens. Like you really, like I'm not kidding. Anyone who wants to watch this movie, just watch it, enjoy, get some popcorn, really sit there, enjoy it. The sound, the the visuals, just. Mm. Yeah, and maybe it's nice. Maybe we'll look at Death in the Nile uh, Murder on the Orient Express and, you know, yeah. make, make them a twofer. Just uh, just to give it its, its due diligence. Do the Christie, the Agatha Christie, uh, crispy. Give it uh, its crispiness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Agatha Crispy Christie threesome. That's what we'll call no. uh, But, you know, I, I, hope, I hope there's more. Uh, but I am going to give this one a B. A Haunting in Venice is a fun to watch and fun to look at murder mystery filled with interesting characters and a great story. Having discovered that this is part three in an Agatha Christie cinematic universe, I want to go back and see what I have been missing. Nice. So I'm actually going to go up here. I'm going to give it an A. And like I said, I want to feel it out for a review to see what we were going with. And the reason I'm going to give it an A is one, I didn't know it was part of a trilogy, which makes it even more enticing for me. But two, I'm a cinema nerd. I love the way they work the angles. They work the colors. The cinematography was beautiful. And the fact that the guy who can solve everything still, you know, the title still lives up to the name. It's still a haunting in Venice. And you're just right there going, 
he didn't solve that and it's because it's a ghost it's just it really makes it like a freaking halloween movie that should have been and you know i'm gonna enjoy it i'm gonna give it an a just because i can watch this one over and over again and you know there's good mustaches in it that's all i can say <laughs> yeah i gotta love that the colonel mustard uh, mustache yeah. <laughs> dude i can't grow a mustache to save my life Oh, they all turn oh, into yeah. like you got you got this like this nice uh, El Wapo beard Dude, going on. Over I got I got to freaking shave mine down. It's like it gets so thick. I eat it. I'm like this thing is thick. I know you can it you, pokes my face. You can like scrub your like uh, scrub <laughs> scrub pans with those things. Yeah, I can exfoliate my fingernails. <laughs> yeah, I clean a pizza pan. Uh, but you know, definitely check out a Haunting in Venice, especially on Halloween. Maybe we'll give it one more shout out. See Haunting in yeah. Venice as a Halloween shout out. Uh, if you didn't see that. Um, I didn't want to wait a whole year to cover that cinematography. That's sweet, sweet cinematography. But anyway, that has been our hot take on A Haunting in Venice. Remember to like, share, subscribe, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you get your podcast, podcast information. We are all around. Check us out. We are still around. I'm your host, Mark Robocabo, joined once again by Mr. A.O. Panetta for Clubhouse Movies Podcast. We will catch you next time. Croissant, croissant, croissant.